Welcome again to Data Beats. Today, John Kutai from Stream is here to answer some questions about chain data capture and streaming data. So here we go. Hey, John, thanks for joining. Arpit, thanks so much for having me on Data Beats. Awesome. Let's jump right in, John. What is the simplest definition of chain data capture or CDC? Yeah, just in broad terms, change data capture is simply tracking changes in the system. Um, you can compare it to like a change log. Uh, really simple examples are like, you know, if you go into your Google Sheets or Google Docs, you'll see like a, a log of changes that have happened. Um, data systems have similar concepts, like databases have write-ahead logs, which will basically journal all the changes that happen. And change data capture is basically the process of tracking and collecting those uh, changes in a usable manner. Yeah, okay, that, that sounds simple. So, so what is the role of CDC in analytics? Yeah, um, so there's a long history of CDC. Uh, I'll, I'll go back to like the, the, the reason it was built um, was really for recovery processes of, of uh, databases. So, you know, um, when uh, databases were, you know, first being built and rolled out into enterprise use cases, they use the write-ahead logs as a disaster recovery mechanism where, you know, if, if the database was shut off, you know, in the middle of an operation, they could use the logs to basically go, go back to a normal state. Now, um, that's a very technical definition but in, in, in history, but the role of CDC is also uh, very applicable to analytics because you can use that same process of mining the changes from the write-ahead log to feed the data into um, operational uh, analytics uh, systems such as data warehouses like Snowflake and BigQuery. And basically gives you the simplest and most efficient way to copy data from like a database to a data warehouse for where you would run your analytics and reporting. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So what are the prerequisites in terms of the data stack to enable change data capture? Yeah, so, you know, initially, you know, change data capture projects will start where um, there's some use case for the analytics team to uh, pull data out of the operational database. Let's say your dev team uses like MongoDB or Postgres as your backend database, and you're, you're tracking like customer payments or signups or something like that in the database, and your analytics team wants to take that data and, and turn it into reports. So first in order to do that, you need to make sure that, um, you know, it's a cross-functional effort where engineering and analytics teams are working together to say, hey, this is how we're going to get the data, make sure it's secure, make sure it's efficient, right? Because you don't want to create like a client that's running more queries on top of like a production uh, engineering database. You want to do change data yeah. capture, which is efficiently mining the logs. So for instance, with Postgres, if you're running like, AWS RDS Postgres or Aurora, one of those things, uh, you have to enable write-ahead logging and uh, think about kind of like the, the, the file rollover timeframes and, and things along those lines. So it's definitely cross-functional with the engineering teams that own the database and the analytics teams that want to leverage that data. All right. Um, so why should companies care about capturing changes in real time? So, you know, there's there's always the 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 classic batch like extract load transform which is just like cop taking changes from one uh system and applying it to another but capturing changes in real time uh can be like a real competitive advantage especially in terms of like 
building real-time customer experiences. Um, like think about your your day-to-day uh, apps that you use. Like you know, if you're using Uber, you know it's linking you to a driver who's in your area now, not like one who's in your area 30 minutes ago. And they're using real-time data infrastructure to do that. Um, and and I think stories like that can be applied to lots of companies. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. And typically, how big or small are data teams at companies that successfully implement uh, a CDC infrastructure? So it's across the board. I would say that the the bigger teams might invest in you know rolling their own CDC infrastructure, but at the same time, bigger teams may also have more responsibilities in such large scale that you know they'll 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 use like out of the box products like Stream, right? Where you know the type of product I work on. Small data teams can also use change data capture because ultimately it's about um, collecting data from the, the cloud database and pushing it to the analytic system. So really it applies to teams of all sizes. Uh, now, can you briefly explain how CDC-enabled uh, real-time ETL is different from batch ETL? Um, yeah, so you know, batch ETL is inherently built on batch processing systems. Um, whenever a tool has terminology in it, like, transform jobs or sync jobs, you know, it's collecting and processing data in batches, which will always introduce latency somewhere in the pipe. Like even if I'm doing change data capture from the database, um, if the transform job and load job is is on a batch frequency, you know, that's going to add at least 15 to 30 minutes to an hour of, of latency in the process. Um, CDC with streaming will actually enable streaming ETL where you can actually capture and, and, and load the data as soon as it's available. Yeah. Okay, great. So switching gears now, can you describe the top two use cases for real-time data streaming? Yeah, you know, it's depending on the industry, there's tons of popular use cases for it, such as, you know, um, a major airline I work with will uh, use it to uh, send maintenance data from aircrafts to the ops teams in real time to basically cut down the the cycles where people are just like waiting on the airplane for maintenance. Um, and you know, a uh, healthcare company I work with uh, actually ha- is able to uh, take health records and put them into like a smart analytic system to centralize it for their care teams uh, in real time as well. But like a very generic horizontal use case is simply um, uh, moving data from operational systems to analytical systems in an event-driven format without copying it, uh, you know, eliminating waste, essentially, uh, optimizing performance and costs uh, in the process of moving the data. Uh, As you know, the goal here with the show is to enable uh, less technical people or even like non-data people to learn more about this stuff. So how can product and growth people, you know, folks who work in data adjacent teams uh, use real-time data in their day-to-day. Yeah, I, I run the the growth team here at Stream and, you know, I'm very familiar with, you know, taking data from uh, uh, databases and actioning it even for RevOps and sales marketing teams. And really like, you know, just taking the um, operational customer data and being able to action it um, for for RevOps and growth teams to say like, okay, like this customer's uh, uh, usage has spiked in the last, you know, uh, 30 minutes, you know, we should send, put a support engineer on them now to make sure that, you know, they're not running into any issues there uh, or or getting any like unforeseen costs, which may upset them. 
Um, also like building real-time customer experiences, like, Hey, I'm on an e-commerce site. Um, and I want to make sure that all the inventory that customers see when they're shopping is uh, real time and not stale. Because imagine if you went to like, uh, some e-commerce site, it said an item that you wanted was in stock ships tomorrow. You buy it, you pay money for it. And then suddenly you find out, oh, it was actually out of stock that that inventory data was stale. And now I have to wait three to four months. You would ask for a refund. You would think that the the, the e-commerce site wasn't very good. Um, these are the types of things that, you know, non-technical teams can get as a big advantage of, you know, putting real-time data in, into their stack. Awesome. Thank you, John. Thanks for answering my questions. Uh, last question for you. Uh, what should companies look for when evaluating CDC vendors? There's been so much innovation in terms of like modern data stack and, and cloud products that have made it easy for um, people of all skill levels to essentially uh, do analytics. And I think that uh, uh, people should double down on that strategy when looking for CDC vendors. Look for ones who have like an out-of-the-box product that runs fully in the cloud and handles all the edge cases out of the box, especially um, if you have non-technical users who want to leverage that data and you want very low maintenance in terms of change data capture. Um, so that's definitely for teams that want to like do like very good operational analytics with both non-technical and technical people working together. If your team is purely technical, um, and you have like a very large engineering organization, um, you know, you can look at using stitching together a bunch of tools as well uh, if, if you want to build things in house. So those are the type of things that I usually bring up, but making sure, I think whether you go with like a build it your own or a fully managed solution like stream to do change data capture, um, you want to guarantee uh, to your business users that you're meeting the the, the data SLAs and SLOs, meaning that, um, this product makes it easy for me to see that, hey, all my data is being delivered uh, within the time frame that my users expect it. So make sure that no matter what, that's as easy as possible. Help bridge the gap between data people and non-data people. Join us on databeats.community.